Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today's episode is entitled Development of Visual Acuity in Children, Assessing the Contributions of Cognition and Age in Chart Acuity Readings. It is my pleasure to introduce our host, Dr. April Jasper, and our topical expert and editor, Dr. Mo Plowman. And now it's my pleasure to bring you today's episode. Hi, everyone. I'm April Jasper, and I'm speaking today with our topical editor, Mo Plowman. Mo completed her OD training at the Southern California College of Optometry and is currently finishing up her PhD training at the Ohio State University. She is also a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry. Today, she will be discussing the January 2022, so very recent, optometry and vision science paper entitled Development of Visual Acuity in Children, Assessing the Contributions of Cognition and Age and Leah Chart Acuity Readings by Micklebust et al. Wow, that's a lot, but I love it. So Mo, tell us, what were the authors looking at in this study? Um, so the authors are looking at their cohort of um, controls. So they have a larger trial where they're going to be looking at visual outcomes in children born premature. So maybe we can keep an eye on that for future podcasts. Um, and so in this group, their controls, they really wanted to look at the relationship between age and developmental ability, right? Their cohort with the premature kids, there's likely to be some difference in the developmental ability spectrum. So kind of what do we know about um, visual acuity, age, and developmental ability in a normal group of children. So these kids presented with their regular habitual glasses. They did screen for any undercorrected myopia because they were looking at distance acuity and they didn't want that kind of confounding any of their findings. Um, and if there was any other kind of known condition to affect visual acuity, then those kids weren't tested either. And then the mean refractive error of this group was just under about one diopter of hyperopia. So kind of like you go into an elementary school, these are the kind of kids you would likely run into and they wanted to look at their VA and how they would perform on a developmental test. So that brings us to actually the testing of visual acuity and developmental ability. How was that determined for this study? So they did a distance LEA chart and it was a whole chart with five optotypes on each line. Kids are reading monocular down until they miss one, go back up, read across. Um, and every you know, optotype that was correctly identified, they were given credit for. So they um, found a logmar log score, but then you know, we've converted it into Snellen for kind of our clinical discussion. Um, and then they averaged the two eyes together. And then for the developmental ability, this was a test I hadn't heard of before, but when I was looking it up, it sounds like it's used a lot in this kind of um, study work. So it's the Raven's Colored Progressive Matrices. It's a nonverbal assessment of developmental ability. And from my understanding, you know, the kids looking at different pictures and finding what's the piece that's missing and identifying patterns. Um, and then it's, you know, scored and has norms, though the authors use just the raw score to kind of have that continuous spectrum of, you know, if a five-year-old's doing really well or a 10-year-old's doing poorly, we could just look at them all on the same scale. So what relationships did the authors find between all of the different measures? So they found a strong relationship between age and visual acuity. Finer visual acuity was measured in older kids. 
They also found a strong relationship between age and developmental ability. So the better you score on the developmental test, the finer acuity you also measured. So then, you know, of course, we have lots of things that are related to each other. You know, there's always a question, is something causing one or the other? Is there some other external factor? So to best try to account for this, they looked at, you know, if we look at just the same age and then different developmental abilities or the same developmental score in different ages, is there any kind of pattern there? And so when they controlled for age, they found that the developmental ability was still predictive of better visual acuity. Um, and the authors acknowledge that a lot of work that's done, um, looked at this before, has found that relationship, that cognition is important with visual acuity, but it's often been done in elderly adults. So maybe as you're losing some different ability, as opposed to kind of looking at school-aged children in their natural progression of developmental ability. Wow, so interesting. And it brings us to the fourth question that we always ask, and that is, what key findings from the paper, Mo, do you think will affect your clinical practice and how will they affect your practice? Yeah, really for me, this paper was just that great reminder of a couple of things that I know I'm always chatting about with the students that I work with. And I think most of us kind of keep in mind. So they had their figure with all the visual acuity they measured. And on average, the five-year-olds had 20-20 acuity. So I think it's that good reminder that young children can give you good visual acuity on testing and kind of that not, you know, not writing off too much like, oh, their acuity is a little mushy, but they're young. I mean, 95% of the kids measured on total had 20, 32 or better um, acuity. So that was one reminder. I think it also highlights, you know, the strengths of using a chart like the Leah chart in particular, um, which, you know, you can just go out and buy one of those um, charts that wouldn't be, you know, trying to get a new whole fancy crazy system. Or I know a lot of our electronic charts have them available. Um, and the authors pointed out, you know, it's nice because as you get smaller, the kids just start calling out circles that they don't know what it is. It's very familiar to them. Um, I suppose I should say here too, I have no financial interest in Leah charts. It's just something that I've, uh, used as a clinician. Um, and then something else too, you know, it's just that reminder that there are different developmental abilities in our, our patient populations that we see. So particularly this group yeah. is meant to be kind of typically developed kids. Um, so we don't have, you know, the findings from this group on how developmental disability may impact some of your acuity testing, but just that, you know, starting with sophisticated tests, knowing that developmental ability could affect impact uh, performance and then kind of tests with different tests as needed. Yes, so it sounds like the lesson is to try because you just don't know where you yeah. might get to. Yeah. And also to have the right testing. So the acuity chart could make a difference. Exactly. I love this. Thank you, Mo. It's such a joy to be on these with you. Uh, you helped me learn and I know everybody who's listening as well. Thanks, April. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.